Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Mike Dickus from Creative Storm. Why don't you say hi to everyone, Mike? Hi, Mike. Hi, everyone. Before we get started, Mike, I'm going to uh, tell everyone about some of the guests that are coming up. Tomorrow we have Rich Arnold from the Sharonville Chamber of Commerce. A week from today we have Dean Gregory, the proprietor and owner of the Montgomery Inn Boathouse. Then we're going to have Gene Conroy tell his story about his advertising specialty company, Tree Frog Specialties. And then we're going to have Jeff Betts on, and we're going to have an interesting uh, handyman service on, and we have Ryan Walker from Differential, and a lot of other special shows that we have planned here. We've had good listenership on our show on leadership, and we're probably going to uh, do a repeat of that sometime soon. I'm sure there's no one out out there in the listening uh, audience who likes wine. We're going to have the owner of the Harmony Hill Winery, Bill Scavala, on October 11th. So now on October 11th, if you want to try out his wine, you actually have to go out to the uh, the winery. He's open for tastings. Next week here in Cincinnati, we have two special events on Wednesday the 14th. It's going to be the first one of our Sandler Business Builder Series. It's going to be held at the Clovernook Country Club on Wednesday, August 14th from 11.30 a.m. sharp to 1 p.m. We're going to be talking about how do you tell whether you're a hunter or a farmer or as a salesperson and what type of salesperson do you need? There's a $25 fee for that program, and we do have a few seats uh, still open for it. Okay, We'll talk about how to get salespeople out of, the, out of their comfort zone. On Thursday, the 15th, from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m., we're going to have the next meeting of the tip club here in Cincinnati. That's here at the training center, 4357 Ferguson Drive. Mike Ditkus is currently the president of Creative Storm, a marketing and public relations firm. His clients include companies like Procter & Gamble, Amp Electric Vehicles, Jam Pro Franchising Systems, Great, Great Traditions Homes. His company provides a full range of advertising and digital communication services, as well as public relations. Mike's background is in creative strategy and planning. Previously, an ad agency principal and creative director for Ditkus and Edgar, an advertising agency. And Mike was a creative director for Sive, Young, and Rubicam. I remember Young and Rubicam. They were one of our first Burroughs clients back in uh, Manhattan many, many moons ago. Mike's clientele experience includes the following market segments, housing and construction, uh, consumer retail, and package goods. His achievements include being named the medalist of the year for the American Advertising Federation. Uh, what is a medalist, Mike? Well, first of all, let me say thanks for having me on today, Mike. It's My great, pleasure. great to see you, and certainly we, we appreciate you inviting us. The medalist is a, um, 
an award that's an overall advertising person of the year. It's actually about a six-state area, the American Advertising Federation, and it's quite an extensive, you know, requirements to be able to to get this. And so I was really happy to uh, to have that. I, we were nominated by peers, you know. What year was that? Uh, that's a year ago. Okay, year 2012. Ago. Yeah, so it's recent. Good. It's a recent uh, award. And you've won uh, a local award from the Cincinnati Ad, Ad Club, as I like to call it, called the Addy. Yeah, Why don't you tell the, folks well, what the that Addy. Is? That's well, that's more of a creative award. Certainly, what they do is they bring in uh, judges, a lot of New York and Chicago, and people who will look at the concepts. So, if you enter certain ads, maybe print ads, broadcast ads, and then they try to narrow it down to finalists, and then. In different categories, they give an award, which is an Addy Award, which is the name of the statue that you get. Okay, so, it's kind of like a, an Oscar for Addy. Well, yes, more or less. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you've also won an award called the One Show. Tell our folks what the well, one that is. Well, that one is actually a, a New York-based award. That is among all the ad agencies in the country. So that particular one is um, very competitive, pitting any size advertiser against each other uh certainly uh, you know it's a it's one of the awards that we've gotten that uh we're very proud of mm -hmm. when did you get that award that's several years ago now i would say oh geez so too too long ago to remember i guess okay but, yeah mike why don't you tell us a little bit about your company and yourself and how you got there okay well that sounds good the i've always been from cincinnati although the young and rubicon background that you were talking about is a new york agency that had an office here in Cincinnati for a while. Mm -hmm. My background has always been creative, so I, I kind of learned the business through thinking up concepts and you know ad headlines and ad approaches and that sort of thing. And I had teamed up with a gentleman from J. Walter Thompson, which is also another large New York firm, mm -hmm. who was originally from Cincinnati. So he, you know, he came back. And then we kind of teamed up to get started and, and, and kind of do that thing. And after that, I guess I would have to say the progression has been logically the same thing. Creative Storm, which we have today, is certainly more focused on digital solutions rather than just conventional mass media and public relations. The services today are, are uh, driven by uh, the Internet like everything. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell our audience what you mean by digital solutions? Well, digital solutions, uh, the first thing that you have to you have to take into consideration is websites. Certainly, there's so many websites added every day across the world that to stand out, it's very important to have a combination of a very creative message, a creative look, but then also have search engine optimization and, and the tech side of that thing. And so uh, that would integrate well with the social sites, Facebook and, and LinkedIn and so on. And so we're doing a lot of different kinds of uh, those types of solutions for all size clients, small, medium, and large. So are, are you guys actually creating the websites at uh, Creative Storm? Yes, we do. And in fact, the way we would do that is uh, to kind of do some concept boards. Our creative designers would give it a look. Uh, we would submit that to our clients, you know, for uh, review uh, and, and trying to work as a team with the client to perfect out the message and the look of the thing and before we get into the programming and so forth. But we actually do program it and post it and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. 
How large an agency is Creative Storm? Well, we're a, a smaller firm. We concentrate on smaller companies and stuff. We're uh, uh, certainly not the biggest agency in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, we don't have as a goal to be the biggest. We have as a goal to be the best. Okay, I understand. When you're competing in the marketplace for websites, mm-hmm. there's everything from the, the, the package, do-it-yourself, yep. you know, $13 a month job, or there were some that were actually even free, yep. all the way up to a few hundred thousand dollars. Yep. How do you decide? How, do you, how does a client, uh-huh. a potential client in the mid-market, figure out how much money to allocate for a website? Well, you know, I I really feel that, you know, there's a point of diminishing return when you're creating something. And, you know, it's I mean, it's true. You can find even, you know, $10 websites all the way up to uh, thousands of dollars. I think the important thing is to try to look at what the objectives are that you're trying to to do, you know, if you're getting into this. And, and then you have to take in consideration the competitiveness of the landscape of all the websites that are out there. Therefore, naturally, I feel that, you know, the, the more creative it is, the better it looks, the more professional it looks. It'll give off the image and the awareness that I feel is the desired effect. Uh, you know, uh, many times we've taken a client who would be a company that's in a growth mode. They're not as big as they want to be. And be able to make sure that we're giving them a, a very professional uh, look and feel to their website. And therefore, they are able to, uh, you know, project out an image that allows them to grow. You know, if somebody calls and asks for, uh, uh, you know, a business and so on, they, they can build into that business. Mm-hmm. So many people are uh, in business are not using the yellow pages anymore, not using chamber directories. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just Googling what they want. That's true. You know, whether it's a spotlight or a uh, printer. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how you guys are are handling the search engine optimization. Well, one very important answer to that question, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners know this, is that content is king. And in today's world, fresh content is especially king. You know, the uh, Google uh, uh, algorithms and, and the spiders that go and search, you know, to try to make you come up have gotten more and more sophisticated every day. Google company has programmers working on this round the clock to make sure that they're not being tricked by trick content or by too much repetitiveness to try to show up in a search engine. So there's sort of an art to managing that content to making sure that it remains fresh. I encourage all the listeners to think of, of their website as a living marketing document. It's a living piece. You need to keep freshing it up all the time. And, the, and amongst our clients, that's what we always recommend. Mm-hmm. I noticed you have a franchisor among your clients. Yes. Uh huh. Is their site organized as a master site and then sitelets below that for each one of the franchisees? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And is the content the same on each? Yeah. Well, now... It's not exactly the same, but although there is uh, certain pay- parts of the uh, subsites that are the same, however, it would be up to the individual franchisee to post new content, and as I mentioned, the fresh new content shows up in the search engines. So uh, we have an intranet among that particular client where we are g- giving out tips and, and uh, advice uh, that's helping people to try to uh, uh, post 
to keep their site as the one that keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's important in a franchise if you happen to have, you know, thousands of franchise offices across the country. Sure. Mike, again, has uh, agreed to answer questions. Our call-in number today is the same as it's been, 646-595-4916. I'm going to ask Mike one more question, then we're going to take a, a short break. Mike, did you grow up here in Cincinnati? I did grow up in Cincinnati. Uh, we happen to live now on the east side of town, but we grew up on the west side of the town, so we actually moved across. We have a lot of pride in Cincinnati, and I feel on behalf of the marketing professionals in Cincinnati, I want to say that a lot of the PR and marketing that's being created in Cincinnati is on par with any of the larger cities around the country. And uh, that's that's saying something because, you know, uh, there's some, some real talent out there. Mm -hmm. Yes, we've seen a lot of uh, real talent. We're going to uh, listen to Jimmy Fox tell us a little bit about Tip Club. That meeting is next Thursday, the 15th, 7.30 a.m. here at uh, Sandler Training. Jimmy, take it away. Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business -business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business -business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www tipclub.com and click on the events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth and Mike Dickus uh, from Creative Storm. Uh, Mike, since we don't have any callers, let me uh, remind them again. You can call at 646-595-4916, and we'll be taking calls during the commercial breaks. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell uh, our listeners how you go to market? How do you find new, new clients? Well, we, uh, we believe in referrals and networking as one of the main ways today to really make a connection out there and, and find out who would, I would say, uh, fit well with us and with them. Uh, we certainly uh, want to find clients that uh, have the same types of goals and the same types of uh, thinking and strategy that, that we have. Uh, uh, we believe that uh, that strategy is creative-driven and solutions that are creative a lot of times 
drive sales, and so they're effective. They're not just a pretty picture hanging on the wall. Uh, I, we belong to a number of networking groups. We conduct networking ourselves. I would encourage people to look into the Sandler training, some of the uh, you know sessions that you're having. Yeah, that's interesting because tomorrow's regular session uh, at, at 8 a.m. is how to get more referrals. Yeah, and and in today's world, I mean, that's really the way to go to market. I mean, uh, uh, back in the day, uh, it used to be that uh, uh, there were a lot of requests for proposals. And I always tell people uh, we used to get, you know, five and six and eight of these, you know, a week. I mean, a lot of people, it was the way that people uh, did things. That's changed quite a bit with the Internet and, and you know, availability of uh, so much information on demand. So I think uh, going out and making connections uh, is, is an important way today. Uh, certainly it's been proven, and I'm, I'm sure you know more about this, uh, Mike, than anybody, uh, that uh, uh, you need more touch points today to be able to actually create a sale. So a lot of times it might take, you know, eight or ten times uh, reaching out to someone. So networking is a good start. Right, right. In, a, in, a, in an attempt-based uh, basis, yeah, you, you might, to actually get someone on the phone, you might have to dial them two or three times. Sure. Maybe five times. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you come to my cold call camp and figure out how to get them on the first attempt. It makes it a lot more efficient. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no plug there for the next cold call camp. No, 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 of course not. No. Um, why do people buy from you? Why do they buy from Creative Storm? Well, I, I certainly think that they buy because they feel that, that we listen and we're good listeners. We're able to really uh, take in what they're trying to achieve. And then I feel that we're also good at being able to take that information, uh, put it into a form that can be used to uh, generate sales and generate uh, a message. And so they're comfortable. They're comfortable uh, staying with us as part of their team. And I think that's important with any service uh, industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have a unique marketing advantage. People in, in marketing always would say, well, what's your unique marketing advantage? <laughs> so I'm throwing it back to a, a marketing guy. Yeah, well, the unique marketing advantage. Well, that's a good question. I think uh, I think in our case, uh, we would have to say uh, effectiveness through creative solutions. Now, you know, it's not a simple answer because if you just tell somebody creativity, they might think of a pretty picture or, mm-hmm. you know, just a picture of the Mona Lisa or something. I, know, but, I can show you a lot of creative things <laughs> I've run over the years that didn't work. Well, that's right. That's right. And so they have to be directed at an objective and be able to have that objective tied in really well with the creative idea. Once you have both of those things going, then I then I think you're going to be happy because you're going to have effectiveness. And uh, that's what we like to believe that people like uh, uh, when they choose us. Mm-hmm. How do you figure out what your unique marketing advantage is for those people who haven't uh, figured that out? Well, I certainly think what you got to do on the soul searching part is to is to really ask yourself what you feel your strengths are and and, and you know your weaknesses. Uh, weaknesses are just as important to identify as the strengths, as you well know. And I think uh, for for purposes of uh, finally uh, deciding what you think your marketing advantage is, it is a process by which you would go through, you know, uh, really uh, calling out and, and screening down things that don't really make the top of the list. I use as my strategy, when in doubt, leave it out. And so I, I really feel that what you want is 
the most meaningful strengths and weaknesses that you have, not just any strength or weakness. So you're working with a, a janitorial franchisor. Yep, yep. Uh, what would you say their unique marketing advantage is? Because there are a lot of companies well, that's right. in, in that yeah. in that space. Yeah, that's right. And well, I think from from the company's point of view, uh, they are creating products and systems that are uh, cutting edge, and and certainly they're they're some of the best disinfecting solutions and product systems and and that sort of thing on how to apply chemicals and 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 how to do the cleaning so arming a franchisee with the, with uh uh you know products and systems that will make a difference and but then most important would be the people if you have a professional approach you're able to get a professional level of person who is delivering on this service uh, that's going to make a big, big difference. Uh, as you know, uh, let's take ad agency PR firms. I mean, we're, you're ta- we're talking today about Creative Storm. I mean, there are a lot of them out there. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to find one where the where the the, the people and the and the uh, personalities and and you know the the way that they do this stuff would uh, be something that you're very comfortable with. On a professional level, mm-hmm. so that would apply to the janitorial. It would apply to anything. It would apply to training. You know, there are a lot of Sandler training uh, out there. I'm sure that you take a lot of pride in the style in which you're offering that through the Mike Roth Sandler training. Right. We like to say that you know I am the most experienced Sandler trainer in go. this part of the world. You know, I am also uh, one of only two bronze certified. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandler trainers, which at this point in time is the highest level certification you can earn. Uh, later this year, they'll open it up to silver. But in uh, it's a three, perfect example, Mike, the three state area, I'm the only one that's certified. A, yeah. B, I'm the only one yeah. that sat on the client side of the table for three years as a client before becoming a trainer. Yeah. Okay. So this is all about for me. This business is about the fun of growing. Mm-hmm. Companies and individuals to the new and higher level. Uh, Those are differences, incidentally, that I think a lot of people recognize and notice uh, when someone offers their service in a unique way. It's something that I think it, you see it, and everything you see, a lot of the other people see too. Yeah. The funny part of it is that the only other certified person at the bronze level in the state of Ohio mm-hmm. is my associate in Columbus. And the no, guy who works no for me. Well, congratulations. Yeah. 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 Well, right now that's unique. Uh, do you have salespeople or do you sell yourself, Mike? Well, uh, we have both. I sell and, uh, you know, we have some other salespeople as well. Now, I think uh, the word sell, you know, is, is almost what I wouldn't use. I would use that we're out presenting and, you know, we're out having meetings and, and, and teaming up. Uh, it's important in the marketing business that you don't find somebody that just says, here's the answer, you know, that's it, see you later, goodbye. Mm. I think it's better if you have, you know, some dialogue back and forth. And uh, at least myself, what I've seen in my career, the stuff that's most effective, it wins most of the awards, everybody's the happiest, was something where it was a collaboration, a team. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I would say. Right. It's not It's not necessarily the best pitch. No, that's right. And, uh, and a lot of times, a lot of times too, the best pitch wins. But then later, uh, you know, it, it may be that somebody has second thoughts at a later time. Mm-hmm. I know I can show people hundreds of thousands of dollars of errors. Absolutely, picking, me too. You what know, was the best pitch? Me too. Uh, what do you see as the obstacles to growth in your world? 
if any? Uh, well, the obstacles to growth. Let me let me think about that for a minute. Uh, I, I would have to say, uh, 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 you know, setting priorities is something that we want to be able to help clients with. Uh, in today's in today's age, uh, there are a lot of people who we would see that say, "Well, I'm not a really big, gigantic advertiser. I don't have a." a lot of money that I'm going to spend on to the marketing and so on. And I say to that, well, that's fine. I've never met anyone who thought their budget was big enough. Mm -hmm. A million-dollar guy wishes he had $2 million. The $10,000 guy wishes he had $11,000. You know? <laughs> so there's never enough, no matter what it is. And also, the second rule of that is that uh, no matter how much money you earmark, even if it's $1,000, it's already spent, so you might as well figure out what's the most effective way to spend that money. So the obstacle is to get people to set the priorities properly for growth, to be able to say, okay, this is phase one of what we're doing that involves PR marketing. Here's phase two. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me just continue real quick, and then I'll get back to you here, is is that uh, you know, a person could start out with a business card design, and they just say, hey, I need to have a business card, something pretty simple. At the same time, if, if we're able to try to give that a look where you could layer and you could build on top of that business card, and when you're ready for a brochure or something, it goes with the business card. When you're ready to really make your website really stand out, it's it's an extension. So everything is consistent, and it has a theme. Uh, those are the types of things that we deal with in general. And uh, I think uh, no one listening that, that wants to go into this area should, you know, uh, uh, limit themselves on setting their priorities. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a, uh, a short break here, Mike, and uh, we'll be back after this commercial, after this Sandler Rule. We're going to listen to Sandler Rule number 21. Sounds good. Hi, this is Paul Lanigan with Standard Training. And I'm here today to talk to you about Rule 21. Sell today, educate tomorrow. Christmas 2002 was a special Christmas for me because I'd just completed my first year in business, but I had a problem. I had a very fast-looming tax filing deadline. Coincidence, our luck would have it that there was, there's a well-known accounting software company that had a 10-day trial software offer that was in a local business periodical. I called the company and I had my credit card in one hand, phone cradle like this under my chin, and I called the number. A very pleasant sales rep answered the phone and asked me how she could Ed. help. I said, I'm interested Hello? in that software package that you have. Straight away she said, oh that's our new product, it's just released and it'll do all your VAT returns for you automatically. Now, VAT is a type of transaction tax we have in business in, in Ireland. But the problem is, sales training companies are exempt from VAT tax. So I told her this. So she then reached into her bag of features and threw another one at me. This will manage all your inventory for you. Of course, it's a training company. We don't have a lot of inventory. You see, she was trying to educate me on her product and trying to sell me on what my need is. Instead, if she had asked me, 
What prompted you to give us a call or how were you hoping I might be able to help you? I'd have told her that I needed a solution to file my taxes. I'd have told her that I was frustrated, that I was pulling my hair out, that I needed something fast. Remember the rule, sell today, educate me tomorrow. Sell me on what I need right now, what's my priority? And then tomorrow, you can tell me about all the other wonderful things that your product does. Hey there. This is Mike Roth and Mike Dickus from uh, Creative Storm. Uh, Mike, we have a, a caller online who wants to ask you a question. So, uh, Louise, uh, why don't you say hi? Let's see if we can get you on the line. Are you there, Louise? Hi, Mike. And, yeah, hi, Mike and Mike. Um, hi, I have a question. Okay, here's the deal. It's like, um, you know, my husband and I have a small company, and really this whole marketing thing is overwhelming. I know I need presence. I know I need to do something, and sometimes, uh, very often, I'm very confused about what or how or how much it's going to cost. So I know you talked about nobody has enough money. That's me, too. And I like the concept of what you were talking about, layering, Um because right now it seems like we have a business card that has got one design going on. The web's got something else. We do some other pieces, and it's a different look. And I know we got to coordinate this all to one. And then my husband, God bless him, but um, it's kind of like the budget. We don't have a budget for the year. It's kind of like, well, okay, this sounds like a good deal, so let's spend money here and let's spend money there. And then what happens after about three months into the year, we're kind of broke. So... Would you recommend, um, first of all, help me out of this mess, but would you recommend that we sit down and say how much we're going to play for the year and then maybe come to you and you can help us plan it, how to get the most effect, I guess, spread out for a presence or just wait around for those good deals that it seems like every uh, rep seems to come in, hey, if I buy now and I do it, you know, in the next, you know, week I get this and that. So how to look, how do I look, how do I go through all this? Sure. Mike, maybe you can uh, straighten Louise out. Okay. Well, Louise, thanks for calling in. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, we we approach this with clients, and it sounds like in your case it might be a good way to do, is to set up some planning meetings uh, at the beginning where, you know, you can talk a little bit, like I said, about like maybe what some of the objectives are for, for your company and where you're going with some of this. And then at that time, usually what we do in a planning meeting is to is to throw out some general guidelines for an overall budget and an overall plan. You know, I don't really expect anyone to be able to nail exactly how much their marketing budget should be. I mean, that's what they pay us to do is try to help with that, to try to determine what it should be. At the same time, Going out and buying things like you've described where you go and you buy something here and then there's a good deal over here and you buy that deal. It's like eating at a restaurant a la carte. A lot of times it's just not a good way. By the time you're done, you've paid too much for the dinner and, you know, it, it wasn't a good. That ever happened to you, Mike? It's, uh, that's yeah, happened to me. Yeah, um, you know? it's on some of the, the finest restaurants that I've, be, I've been in. That's the only way they go. Yeah, that's that's right. You, you, you got to go on the a la carte mode. Yeah, and and, and then you, you say, why you are like. they doing this to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but if you get what you like and, and yeah. it's a really good meal, yeah, it's worth it to do it that yeah. way. Yeah, now if it's a, that's right, if it is. Now at the same time, 
I think that it's easy on a marketing plan, unlike that restaurant, to have lots and lots of items that all of a sudden appear. I'm sure that once somebody knows that you bought something that was on sale, then you get five more salesmen you know, calling you. So I think one of the things that you want to end up with, Louise, is, is a marketing plan that, like, like you said, the uh, layering appealed to you. Well, that layering could show in there a timetable. You know, you do these things now, then you come back in two months, you do something else, in six months, you do something else, with the sum effect of a, a cumulative effect over a period of a year, three years, you know, what we call in the business a rollout. And you would be divide, de- designing something, excuse me, designing it where it can grow and it can be something that you can grow into. Okay, now I think that's important that you would lay that plan against some of your sales objectives. And so your sales and marketing are working together uh, as they go. Uh, certainly, we've had customers that come in and say, hey, I only have this much money to spend in a year. You know, what can I do? And and that's another way, if somebody does come in and do that, then we can respond by saying, well, here are some of the options that we would do for somebody in your situation. I hope mm-hmm. that addresses some of your concerns, Louise. Yeah, I, I want to ask one more thing. Are there surprise bills? If you give me an estimate, do you stick to that or <laughs> – I, I would say bill? don't hire the firm that gives you that surprise bill. <laughs> My advice would be find somebody that will give you the estimate in the first place. And, yes, most uh, reputable firms will hold to their estimate. If something changes dramatically and it is going to be more, then you want a firm that will stop in the middle and say, hey, hold on, there's some things that are changing here. And so we want to alert you of it before we keep going on. The surprise bill so is like one of the we, worst, worst things in right. marketing. Uh, so as long as we stay, like we talk about the scope of the job, and you say, okay, here's how much it's going to be. As long as nothing's changed, it'll be like that, correct? Well, well, with Creative Storm, I can say, yes, that's true. I can't speak for everybody else, but certainly that's that's true of us. We give a firm estimate, and then that's, that's what we live by. But it sounds like All what right. you're suggesting is create a strategic advertising and marketing plan at the beginning of the year. Yes. And then execute the plan. Yes, executing against the plan is absolutely the best solution, Mike. And I I think uh, whether it's a plan that only has four or five elements in it or whether it's something that's pretty complicated. What do you think when the plan isn't working? Well, you need to be able to adjust it. Remember, it's a plan. It's not something carved in stone. Mm -hmm. It's directional in nature. Now, at the same time, if we execute properly against the plan, if you have a good plan in the first place and then you execute really well against that plan, the results are going to are gonna really be please you, you know. It depends on so, what you want to do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thanks, thanks for calling in. Uh, Thank let, you. Let me share the, 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 this with you, Mike. Sandler spent probably a million dollars on uh, PGA golfers mm-hmm. over three years. Mm-hmm. To me, it was obvious it wasn't working at the end of one year. <laughs> so instead of uh, cutting the entire program, they cut from three to two golfers. <laughs> and the third year, they cut from uh, two golfers to one golfer. Mm-hmm. And the fourth year, no PGA golf. Because mm-hmm. it really didn't generate uh, revenue for all of the franchisees. It may have created some brand awareness, some eyeballs, seeing San on John Rawlings' cap, uh, but not much. You know, uh, with that example, it's hard to really give a, a, a real good 
reasoning without knowing a lot of the details of it. But I will say this, I think uh, it's it's worth it to keep an eye on tracking your advertising concept. You know, there's probably some very good reasons why that wasn't working. Okay, and it 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 the and, golfers you know, didn't win. It, well, that tournaments. that might be one of the major. Uh, sure, I mean, you're not coming in in the it, top five yep. as a golfer. Uh, well, the danger a lot of times of picking any professional. I mean, it could be something happened. Yeah, uh, we picked you, three. You, you know, know, I mean, yeah, you thought that maybe one would would uh, win something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that's and a good point. At the price point that we had. Uh, Mm-hmm. It seemed like a, a fair idea to some people. Not sounds, to me. sounds like they're on the track now, though. <clears throat> we'll have that conversation offline. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mike, if someone wants to get a hold of you at Creative Storm after the show is over, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell them how you can do, they can do that? Okay, well, certainly they can, first of all, go, first and foremost, go to our website, which is www.thecreativestorm.com, and you can see examples of the type of work we do and some of the services we offer and so forth. And certainly you're welcome to also call me, call our office. It's area code 513-234-0560. And uh, certainly we would love to talk to anybody, and, and uh, there's no charge for uh, uh, talking about what, what your uh, needs are and all that. Uh, you are welcome to email me at mike at thecreativestorm.com as well. Okay. Uh, in a couple of minutes before we run out of time in this segment, uh, what do you think the opportunities and possibilities are in the marketplace right now? Can people expect to get good return on investment? Is it a good time for a marketing and public relations agency like yours. I think it's uh, a, a good time if you target well on your marketing. Uh, the effectiveness of mass marketing has has diminished some over recent years, and the shift has been to become a little bit more consumer-centric. So, therefore, it, it's important to look at direct mail. It's important to look at emailer campaigns, Things that uh, connect with somebody where they want to be connected with and when they want to be connected with. Uh, it's become a, a difference, a major difference in marketing, in my opinion, in recent years, where you, you're not going to sell something by interrupting anybody. You're going to sell someone by being where they want you to be when they want you to be there. So you're suggesting that uh, direct mail is making a comeback. Oh, yeah. It's still plenty strong. Now, uh, you know, uh, mass direct mailings also are not as effective as if you had a qualified list of prospects that are your customers and so on. Uh, it's more per thousand for the second way, but the conversion rate is a lot higher in terms of the leads that you'll get and the interest level. Mm-hmm. Uh, is email still an effective uh, methodology in marketing? Yes, I think it is. I think there are some basic rules of thumb, though, that make common sense. If you put an attachment onto an, onto an email, it's not as good as if the email is open as soon as you get it. I mean, I certainly think that the title at the top of the email is very, very important, and I would encourage uh, your listeners to think very hard about what the lead-in words are on the title. Just some common sense type stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, what do you think uh, your prospects and customers are looking for right now from a marketing and advertising agency? No question. It's the same as what I've seen for years, and that's the effectiveness. That's what they want most most importantly. 
return. They want to be able to see some results. Uh, we like to feel that we are accountable as a marketing company and as part of the team. We want to be accountable. We want to be able to produce results. Now, the important element of what I just said is that you determine collectively at the beginning what are the results we're trying to get. I mean, certainly if you don't know what the goal is, then you can't achieve it. So they say sometimes, and I believe this is probably part of a training, maybe it's in the Sandler training, keep your eye on the prize. Yeah, well, in in marketing and advertising and public relations, if the goal is to get a quantifiable number of qualified leads, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say that's relatively easy to measure. But how does someone measure the effectiveness of a brand campaign? Well, branding is uh, important today, just like it always has been, and certainly Creative Storm. I mean, we concentrate on someone's brand and their image as well as generating the leads. You have to do both today. I think that one of the things, that the, the most scientific way to do it would be to take a a, bait, a benchmark study before you run the campaign, see what the unaided awareness, they call that, the unaided, like how many people will name, if you say, for example, name a, a good training in Cincinnati, and they say, oh, well, that's easy, Sandler training, Mike Roth, then that's unaided, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you get a low score on that before you do the awareness branding advertising, then a good idea would be let the advertising run its course and then run the benchmark study again and see what the difference is. Now, let's say you don't want to spend the money to do that, then I would say another way is to do the unscientific method, which is just to ask a lot of people that you come into contact with in the first place and try to take their temperature before the campaign and after the campaign. Okay, Uh, that sounds fair. Uh, We're going to take another commercial break. And, uh, again, if you have any questions for Mike, or for that matter for me, and you want to email them to me after the show, it's uh, MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net. Let's listen to a a couple of Sandler commercials. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Think about this for a second. You graduate from college and decide on a career in sales. How much of your formal education was focused on sales skills? You know the thing you're about to rely on to make a living. Zero. Hi, this is Mike Roth of Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. Why is selling the only profession that people believe you can just walk in and be successful as long as you have a great personality and a little bit of ambition? 
No matter how skilled and knowledgeable you are in your field, whether it's finance, technology, or any other, you starve if you can't sell your products or services. For over 15 years, we've been training, coaching, and mentoring business owners and sales professionals who are committed to taking control of their careers. To find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger, register now for our next Lunch and Learn. Call me, Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced sales trainer, at 513-646-6523. Let's talk. 513-646-6523. This is uh, Mike Roth and Mike Dickus from Creative Storm. Mike, we have, a, we have a theory of operation here at Sandler that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. And if you want to solve a complex problem, you need to have a equally complex solution. Perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you encountered in your career and the equally complex solution that you came up with to solve it that might be transferable to another industry. Yeah, I think uh, one of the one, one of the, there's a lot of truth to the idea of a complex uh, problem needs a complex solution. Uh, uh, in that, if you're trying to reach out to someone and connect with them with marketing, for example, different audiences uh, are are reached in different ways. So let's say, for example, if you have a product or service that is uh, appealing to a wide variety of people. You might go on the Internet or Internet-based marketing for a younger buyer who is going to be constantly on the Internet, more than an older person might. And then on the other end of the coin, if you had the same product selling to older people, you might consider other kinds of ways to execute against that in order to uh, uh, reach that target. Uh, you know, a lot of habits in terms of getting information have stayed the same for people who have been doing the same way for a long time, and and yet there are new habits for people who are haven't been in the marketplace buying things for as long. So what we've been able to do, uh, in in uh, as an example, might be if you had a uh, packaged goods product, uh, Procter and Gamble product, for example, that would sell to different age groups might sure. might be a product that would sell to moms as well as the daughter of that mom. In that example, we might try to make sure that we're using conventional awareness media for the older buyer, but at the same time on demand media, which would be online again. I know when I watch TV and if I have my daughter there, for example, and I say, hey, wasn't this guy in in another movie other than this movie, next thing I know, she's on Wikipedia online and she's got the answer in about five seconds. Mm-hmm. And these, there are these databases that people can use of course, to yep. get the information. Yep. Uh, uh, I might also add to that one more thing, and that's the idea that on the push side of the sale, uh, we also... In, in push it, side of the sale means... Well, well now, uh, a, a consumer would be pulling through the product by saying, hey, I really want that product. So they de- they're demanding the product. The push side would be the manufacturer who's saying, hey, try this product. Here, here's something that we've got. So what we might do is we might provide on a, a, under the category of a complex problem and a complex solution, we might provide some display materials that are that are crafted really well and can be used by a retailer, for example, on, mm-hmm. on the push side of that formula. So what you're doing is you're creating 
somebody that's putting out a message that's saying, hey, look at this, and then you're also creating a message, hey, I'm looking for this over here. Where should I go? So it's kind of a combination. Good. Uh, perhaps, Mike, you can give our uh, listeners a leadership tip. Leadership tip. Well, I always say hire the best people you can ever find and let them do their job. And it's just a very simple rule that I follow. Uh, I certainly think that, um, uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of uh, customers over, over the years who do that, and, and yet we found a few that would say, hey, I want to do it this way, and, and that's it. Now, you, you know, I, I find that the leaders are the people who really inspire other people. Mm-hmm. Good. So you want to be inspiring as a leader? Well, I'd like to. I'd like to be. I don't know that I am. I have to ask my wife about that. Okay. Well, I can't ask her. Okay, Mike. I'm going to ask you another question then. Okay, Doug. A creative storm is 2013-2014, a year when you're going to be adding more people to your staff. I'd like to believe that we are. We're certainly planning for that. Now, the people that we would add, and, and certainly I'll say this for the listening audience, too, in case anybody wants to uh, send a resume in or, or talk about it, would would first and foremost be sales-oriented people because uh, we, we are trying to grow our sales. Uh, at the same time, we, we are also looking for people who have digital backgrounds, uh, programming people, uh, people who work online creatively, you know, with files and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, uh, are are going deeper, it seems, in recent times with the uh, social sites, Facebook and some of that, that sort, of, sort of thing. So I would also encourage anybody that has that type of background to uh, uh, give, us a, give us a shout. Mm-hmm. Mike, who are your prospects at Creative Storm? Our prospects are, are are really not divided by size. In uh, years ago, a lot of people would say it's a customer that's this size, this marketing budget. Today, I would say that it has to do with a frame, frame of mind. You know, a customer who is looking for effectiveness in marketing and PR through creative solutions. Next question, Mike. How would you compare your company in the marketing and PR area? to other high-performing organizations in, in that same market arena? Well, uh, I I feel there are a lot of good marketing companies in Cincinnati, and certainly, uh, you know, uh, there are many friends of mine who are running these companies, and certainly uh, we'd like to feel we're on par with those. The biggest uh, difference between us and others that are out there that, would not be these companies I'm citing, would, would be really the uh, ability to uh, uh, listen, listen to your needs and, and to discuss with you, you know, what some of the objectives are, and then being able to take that information and really doing something in an effective way. Uh, that doesn't happen automatically, and I would encourage the listeners to uh, interview and take time to, to look at different firms and, and see if it's the type of people and the type of solutions that you feel can really help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm certain that you have a, a vision for your company, uh, products and services, types mm-hmm. of clients mm-hmm. that you want to sell to. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the resources that you currently have in place and those that you know you need to put in place to achieve your vision? Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, what we have in place uh, now is uh, the ability to uh, create and offer 
the uh, creative solutions themselves, uh, being able to, uh, uh, whether it be uh, do some artwork or website work, uh, create a mailer, do some printing, different things of that nature. Uh, the area where I think, uh, and also I, I might add it even on that, the ability to write uh, articles, uh, press releases, distribute on the uh, PR newswire, be able to pitch uh, journalists and uh, get coverage. We have all of that uh, pretty intact. I feel for our vision, we would grow specifically in the digital area. More, more to do with online-based solutions as well as uh, journalistic editorial type solutions online. Mm -hmm. uh, are there any real changes you feel you must implement to uh, ensure your continued success? Well, I'd have to say uh, being able to be uh, more insightful as far as the solutions is always a good uh, measure. Uh, we certainly don't feel we're perfect. I think as far as being able to uh, hit the solution dead nuts on, I think is is uh, is something that we are always looking at and always fine tuning. Uh, you know, a, a, a near miss in uh, in marketing is like anything else that could be just as effective to be a mile off. Mm -hmm. And so I think what it has to be is that it hits the target. So in your world, when you're competing against the other creative agencies and mm -hmm. PR firms. Uh, most of the time, is it for a new account that's never had an agency before, or are you shooting an account that's had an agency and you're attempting to replace them, which uh, is more common for you? Uh, well, I, I would have to say uh, probably new accounts in today's day and age. There are a lot of people who have relationships with marketing firms and ad agencies that uh, uh, they're very happy with or they've had for a long time. And uh, certainly I would encourage somebody that has a real long relationship with somebody, even if they're going into a downturn, to look at solving it before just bailing out. I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, uh, a person who has a current ad agency uh, that, that would come to us, it would have to be that, that they are pretty dissatisfied or something happened and they said, hey, we really have to have a change. And we do get some of that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us the top three things that uh, people would say about your current sales culture? Sales? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I would say uh, that that it's it's uh, not being too pushy. You know, uh, I think uh, it's very distasteful, and a lot of people don't like someone who is just constantly hawking their service and their uh, and their products. And certainly, I would have to put that way up there you know being being able to uh, and and I also think being able to be persuasive but not manipulative I mean uh, you know there's nothing wrong with being persuasive most of your marketing and PR that's really well done is persuasive and then certainly I think most importantly people do business with people they know like and trust and so I think being able to uh, be characterized as someone that's likable and that you could put your trust and therefore your 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 marketing budget with. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, in Sandler, we say that people only do, only buy from people they like and trust. And, yeah, that's right. That Sandler knows what they're talking about. And and building trust mm -hmm. uh, is is a major component of our bonding and rapport segments. There you go, Mike. Uh, I want to thank. 
Thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm going to be giving you a copy of uh, one of the newer Sandler books, The Sandler 49 Rules, okay. uh, by Dave Matson. This book went to uh, number one on the Amazon bestseller list a couple of years ago when it came out, and then it went to number three on the Wall Street Journal list. In the book, you'll find a uh, couple of uh, free Sandler training passes to come to a training class and a calendar. That's very nice and of you. Some, Thank uh, you. Sandler Rules. We appreciate that, Mike. Thank you very much. I look forward to uh, getting into this and uh, reading it. Good. I'd like to give our website real quick. Go ahead. Give it's, your website. Uh, it's uh, www.thecreativestorm.com. I encourage your listeners to go there and see the type of work we do. I mean, we've got a lot of samples on there, you know, and, and certainly it'll give them uh, some idea starters for their business. Good. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.